Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hey there, Joy here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. Before we jump in, I wanted to make sure that you know that I do a free live training most Thursdays at noon central. It's called the Care Points Difference. In this training, I share what care points are, why they matter, and how to construct them so that what you're doing becomes more naturally attractive to those you serve. And equally important, there are ways to set up those care points so that your membership becomes easier to run, which is critically important if you're running your organization with a lean team or with mostly volunteers. Providing a great member experience can seem like this thing that just automatically happens because you're of course committed to doing the right things for your members, but people get busy, balls get dropped, committee chairs change, and sometimes the right things simply don't get done. Intentionally designing care points changes that, and the effect is magical. Your members will feel the difference, and you'll love the result. Faster joins, more enthusiastic engagement, and renewals that happen without hesitation. If you'd like to join me for the next training, you'll find the details and a sign-up form at joyofmembership.com slash carepoints. I'd love to see you there. And now, with no further ado, let's get on with this week's show. guest is Jeanette Brown, Senior Director of Strategic Marketing and Communications for America's Blood Centers. Jeanette has more than 21 years of nonprofit medical marketing experience. She started her career as a blood donor recruiter at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. But over the years, she has been responsible for enhancing and growing many organization brands, as well as providing analysis and solutions to over 100 nonprofit companies. In addition to the role that she plays in her job, Jeanette also brings experience as a board member for Special Olympics and the JCs. Having Jeanette on the show this week is especially timely given that June 14th is World Blood Donor Day, a recognition day that is obviously of very special importance to Jeanette personally, but also for her member organizations that are involved in life-saving work all year long. It was truly an honor to be able to feature America's Blood Centers this week, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jeanette Brown. 
Hey, Jeanette, welcome to the program. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Hello. Thank you. Why don't we start by letting people know who you are and who you help? Sure. My name is Jeanette Brown. I currently serve as a senior director of strategic marketing and communications at America's Blood Center and ADRP. And America's Blood Centers is the trade association for community blood centers across the country and in Canada. And ADRP represents a lot of the professionals who work in these blood centers. And if you're not familiar with blood centers, that is where you go donate blood. So that's where you might go on a blood mobile, a blood drive has come to your high school. They're run from these community blood centers across the country. I always say that there is an association for everything. (laughs) It just always amazes me, all the industries that have their own trade group. That's pretty cool. This is a busy time of year for you, right? You're gearing up for something? It is. We have the fluctuations of, of blood donations throughout the year. And of course, the pandemic threw definitely a wrench into our normal schedule. But that aside, leading up to June 14th is World Blood Donor Day. So it is a day that across the world, not just in the U.S., which we have our own month in the U.S., which is National Blood Donor Month in January, but June 14th is World Blood Donor Day. And that is a chance for blood centers and us as individuals, us as an association to celebrate those who donate blood throughout the year and continue to donate blood as this is very much an essential piece to the healthcare system and to many people's lives. So can you tell us what your organization does for members? What sort of services and member experience do you offer? Sure. We are definitely the traditional association that offers the meetings throughout the year and educational webinars, but we also have a very strong advocacy arm. And so we are the voice for our members to the Hill. We also are the voice to the Hill about the need what our members need when it comes to blood donation. We also create a lot of collateral assets that can be used in these blood centers to complement their already robust communication plans to the public on the current needs. And so for World Blood Donor Day, we're going to be launching this very fun, very celebratory video that really honors the diversity and the contributions of a variety of individuals across the world who donate. It represents all genders, all ages, all races, and it will also come with their reason for donating, which is as diverse as they are. That's awesome. That sounds like a great support for your members. You mentioned briefly the pandemic, and I'm assuming that has had a huge impact on your members. Can you talk about what this year has been like? To be honest, it's been a year of innovation. When the pandemic was determined in March, we were actually on the Hill that day after our meeting during our Hill Day. And we had just finished bringing together all the organizations, the Red Cross, America's Blood Centers, all these different groups together to make a national plead for blood donors to come out because we were on the brink of collapse because everyone was told to stay inside, do not leave, do not do anything. Though giving blood was an essential act of service that had to continue because people's need for blood didn't stop with the pandemic. People needed to have surgery still. People got in car accidents. People live daily with sickle cell disease and thalassemia, and they need ongoing transfusions for the rest of their lives. Blood can't be made, and it only lasts for 42 days on the shelf. We had our ups and downs throughout the year. We had a great outpouring of 
the population who came out to donate. But then a lot of our donations come from schools. Well, schools were closed, couldn't run blood drives. Businesses shut their doors, went remote. So not only were we not getting individuals to come out from their houses during the pandemic, we also couldn't go places because they weren't open. Blood centers came together really strong, which was amazing to see, to really share their very unique ways that they went outside the box this year. So I think we're coming out of it. We've had really strong changes throughout the year. But now that everyone's back out, people are getting vaccinated, they're leaving their homes, they're going on trips. The blood supply is not where it needs to be today. It is facing an early summer shortage due to just all the surgeries that stopped are coming back. So they're coming back faster. We have seen about a 10% um, increase across the board and demand for blood from the hospitals. Our blood centers, they're going to meet the challenge. And of course, we hope that individuals meet the challenge too, to, to come out to continue to support what's needed for these patients. So as the a professional who is responsible largely for marketing and growing your membership, can you talk a little bit about how you approach that? Sure. So there's definitely a multi-prong approach. So our blood center members, they have very robust marketing departments. And our role is more from the national level and from a collaboration level where we pull together individuals from the community blood centers, individuals from Red Cross, from the hospitals, we do develop these joint statements and press releases that can go up to the Hill to get our officials to understand the need in their areas. It's not just fluff and pictures and graphics and videos. It really is delivering these statements to them so that they can be the voice for their constituents to understand the need in their hometown. You know, a lot of people say that when a big part of what they do is related to advocacy, that it's sometimes hard to convince members of the value of that. It's like it's removed from them and they don't necessarily see it. Do you find that to be true for your organization? I think you always will find individuals who have not been able to connect the dots, though I will say one thing that was a positive during this last year of 2020 is that we connected those dots really strongly. Our CEO sat next to the president at a round table. And so we, because we wanted to ensure we were not going to be another emergency, right? The blood supply had to maintain its supply. And in order to do that, our government officials saw it and they valued it. And all those years of building and nurturing those relationships really paid off this year when we had to be in front and say, look, this is what's happening. We need X, Y, and Z. Convalescent plasma has been around for hundreds of years and carries the antibodies. And so what they found is that potentially those who have had COVID could help those who are currently with it by giving a transfusion. And we all work together to, to do the research and do this therapy to try to improve the lives of individuals that were suffering from COVID at certain points. And our voice was heard with the government. They support lots of different things that needed to be done. And I think that's why we're at where we're at right now. I think you're right. I think it's hard sometimes to connect the dots. Unfortunately, the pandemic was the reason why some of those dots were con connected. But I do think there's a lot of other things we do with our officials on the Hill to help our blood centers to save costs, to increase operations, to ensure one thing that we've been talking about is can those who transport blood from a blood center to a hospital use an HOV lane? Very simple thing that you would think, of course they should. 
but that's not a given. And so things that most of us don't think about, that's what we do for our members. Yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you for the very important work that you and your organization are doing. Where can people learn more about your organization? It's very simple. Just americasblood.org. On there, there is, you can find your local blood center. It's right there on the homepage. If you want to learn about donating blood, there is a tab for donors where it has a lot of the national statistics. It has a lot of education about the blood donation process. And I do encourage everyone to just check it out and share it because the more awareness we have, the better. And if it's not you, then who? So it's it's definitely something that I'm passionate about for a very long time in my life about donating blood. So I'm very grateful I have the chance to work for blood centers now since I am a blood donor. Well, thank you for being here, Jeanette, and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much. This was so much fun. Joy here, back with a few thoughts about this week's episode. You know, as I closed out this conversation with Jeanette, I found myself thinking about the role that membership organizations play of being an amplifier. One of the things that jumped out at me as she was speaking was the way that she said her members already have robust marketing departments. They don't need their trade association to replicate those efforts. They need their trade association to amplify those efforts. Being an amplifier requires that you notice not just what individual members need, but also where there can be synergy and collaboration, where faster progress can be made through cooperation, and how to combine voices so that advocacy becomes stronger. I'm sure America's Blood Centers has many operational strengths, but their ability to be an amplifier came through loud and clear for me. I'm curious about your organization's work. Do you see yourself or your organization as an amplifier? How does that show up in what you do? Feel free to reach out and let me know. I would love to hear about it. So we are almost to the mid-year mark. Can you believe that? Where have the first six months of this year gone? I know mine have gone straight into the launch of Journey Care. That's the new member care software that I unveiled earlier this year. I told a friend just the other day that my current level of sleep deprivation makes me feel like I'm parenting a newborn again. A newborn baby software product requires lots of attention, but all the work is worth it when I get to see that cute little baby growing up into something very special. And like all new parents, I will be more than happy to show off my new baby. So if you would like to chat about what Journey Care can do for your organization, I would be delighted to have that conversation. Just connect with me at joyofmembership.com slash software, or just go directly to journeycare.app. That's .app, not .com. So that brings us to a wrap on this week's episode. I will be back here next week with another great interview. In the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down 
into the stages of the member journey so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech. joyofmembership.com slash tech. T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.